Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family Church in Ankeny. Today is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021, and I'm excited to bring a little more insight, some deeper, further observations about the text we looked at last Sunday that is the point of the Extra Point Podcast. And today, I want to take aim at a specific word used in the text of Ephesians 4, 2, and 3. You know, there were, oh, five traits listed there. All of these traits, of course, um, are sourced from love. I won't go into all of that. You can go back and listen to the message on our website. I want to kind of take aim at the word patience and uh, kind of unpack a little bit about this word because I think it's quite revealing and quite insightful. Um, the, the word patience there is not the normal, and when I say normal, I, maybe I should rather say it's not the other usage of the word patience. You know, there is a a word for patience that means to remain under. It's often translated steadfast or to endure. This is the word that comes from a combination of two words, um, and it's the word for macro, uh, meaning, you know, long or large as opposed to micro. So macro is the first part of this compound word, and then thumos is the second part of this compound word, it's the word for wrath. It uh, could also be used for passion, uh, spiritedness, indignation. So there's probably a range of emotion, but it does signify uh, that point of um, intensity and passion and, and, quite frankly, you know, wrath. So really, this is the word here used. Patience means uh, someone with uh, long... Um, um, a long fuse, we'll call it, or slow to really get to this passion, wrathful point. This is the word used for patience. Technically, it's macrothemia. It's a combination, again, of two words, long and then wrath. So it's someone who ha- takes a long time to really um, get to this point of passionate anger or wrath. And I'm not saying that the anger there is always wrong. We know the Bible does teach that there is a righteous type of anger. Uh, I think this word is simply saying to us that we should be a people with a long fuse. People who are slow to avenge wrong or, or retaliate when hurt by another. And of course, the Bible says that we're not to take vengeance upon ourselves, but we're to leave that to the Lord. And so this is just another word to indicate um, how we should be um, a patient type of people, people with a long fuse. Now, my spidey pastoral sense um, uh, tells me that this is probably something a lot of people struggle with uh, for various reasons. I know that uh, I in my younger days, really struggled with a quick temper. Uh, The Lord has been so gracious and consistent in His sanctification of my life that though I have to be aware and and battle this um, regularly, uh, I am a different person today than I was 20 years ago by God's grace and His Spirit's power. And uh, I think this is a a larger problem within families and within the church than than we realize, that there there are um, many who just struggle with a quick temper and don't have a long fuse. Now, lest I be piling on guilt here, let me just do two things in this 
few moments of the Extra Point podcast, let me encourage you towards dealing with that, and then let me give you one way that I think uh, I saw God do an incredibly deep work in regards to this in my own life. First of all, this is a paramount issue. If you find that you are much more prone to being quick-tempered than long-fused, if patience is something that's rarely seen in your life, Uh, If you have a lot of landmines, let's say just under the flesh, as we talked about Sunday, and um, you're easily uh, sensitive to so many things, and so that sets you off, so to speak, and then shrapnel becomes a normal part of your daily life, you know? Um, Let me just encourage you that that inability to control that, um, that emotion, we could even call it um, that surge or even that appetite, um, it's, a, it's a problem that will leave you defenseless in other areas. In other words, self-control is a fundamental primary issue that one must grapple with. Learning to control our appetites and rein in our indulgences and, and um, things that we want to do, you know, to lash out. So self-control is a paramount primary issue for all people. Proverbs really weighs into this by saying, and I believe it's chapter 28, uh, one of the verses there talks about how a man without self-control is like a city without walls. And the picture Solomon there is painting is that if you don't have self-control, you're really defenseless. And so all kinds of other temptations Uh, will make their way into the city of your life. They'll come at you, and you'll find that it's not just a quick temper that you struggle with, but you'll find that so many other things will be um, fired at you. And I've discovered that a lack of self-control is a sign that there's a defenseless life um, in front. And that's a scary thought because you think about all the temptations that are coming your way every single day, uh, it takes not only self-control, of course, but the Spirit's control. It, it takes someone who um, is disciplined in their reactions, in their responses, under and by the Spirit's power. And so let me just encourage, if you're hearing this, and, and you know that being long-fused is very difficult, and you find it much easier, and you, in fact, you find it somewhat normal for you to be quick-tempered, don't delay in dealing with this. Don't brush it aside. Um, I know that sometimes these moments can carry a lot of guilt, and we have, I'm sure, a lot of regret over moments and situations and incidents and encounters in which we wish we could go back and do it differently. I'm just asking you to, to today, starting today, realize the importance and paramount of, of a learning self-control and, and getting your temper under control, your reactions, your responses, your your first, um, you know, reactions, getting those under not just your control, the, the Holy Spirit's control. This is a very important matter. Now, on top of that, let me simply share with you one way that I think you can begin to address this issue. And it's built on the principle that God's Word is the source of all change in our life, Okay. God's Word is the source of all change. We see this in the book of James when he says, When we receive the Word with meekness, it's able to save our souls. 
James is alluding to the power of God's Word to do what we can't do on our own. We see this in Hebrews when he says the Word of God is quick or the Word is alive. It's powerful and it cuts between even the smallest amount of things in our life and brings to light um, uh, things that need addressed. And then it gives us the power and provides the um, power for those things to be changed. We see this in 1 Thessalonians when he says that it's the Word of God which works effectively in those who believe. And that's why we receive it not as just a man's Word, but as God's Word. So those are just three examples. There's others as well. The principle is this, that the Word of God is the source of true, lasting, deep change in any believer's life. So knowing that, and I recall back, oh, this was probably late 90s when God revealed to me through much deep conviction um, that this must be a paramount issue for me going forward, that I must deal with my lack of self-control, my defenseless life. Um, I began to take in and absorb larger amounts of Scripture. And I want to encourage you as a first step, there's probably many things you can do. I think this is the most important first step, is just to increase your intake of Scripture. And I realize some of you are thinking now, well, Todd, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm a dad with two jobs, or I've got uh, um, you know, a thousand things I'm responsible for, and you wonder how you can even increase your Scripture reading. I get that. Uh, there's not a single person who doesn't think they're extra busy, okay? Um, but this is why I first started this off by encouraging you to realize the paramount nature of this issue, the importance of this, because we will adjust our schedule for what is important. And I think raising the importance of self-control is the first thing that should happen. And once you realize you have to deal with this or your entire life is defenseless, then you'll begin to adjust your schedule. Um, you'll make adjustments so that you can increase your intake of the Word of God. And what I found is that the more the Word of God is in you, it begins to change you, often slowly, but for sure it changes you. And you begin to model the heartbeat and uh, responsiveness of not only Jesus, who was meek and lowly, um, and patient, long-suffering, but also of God. This same word is used of God at least twice in the Bible, um, and it's in regards to His patience with us as sinners. Not uh, Prior to us becoming Christians, He's waiting patiently for us to respond in repentance. And I think as you continue to digest and ingest large amounts of the Bible, it will do its work and gradually wash away the old and help um, establish the new. But it takes a new format of reading the Bible in that sense. Uh, one thing I did was I began to read the Bible not just for study and not just for preaching, uh, and I would say not even just devotionally. I began to read it like a book or a novel, and so I would start at the beginning and just read large portions. And though um, uh, I didn't study every single chapter or a word or verse or section, I was getting God's Word into me in large portions, especially in the Gospels. Just read, you know, several, several chapters of the Gospels. Try to read through all the Gospels on a regular basis. In the Gospels, we see how Jesus lived, how Jesus responded. And so I, I think I'm, I'm getting a little repetitious here, okay? My point is, 
if you want to deal with a lack of self-control and you finally realize the paramount nature of this issue, start by just getting large amounts of Scripture into your brain, mind, and heart. Um, adjust your schedule. Do whatever you have to do. Listen to it uh, uh, in an audio version. Let it be playing throughout your house. Get up extra early to read it. Um, take some time in the day or in the evening. But whatever you've got to do, increase your intake of Scripture. And in doing so, I think that's the very first step on the road to becoming a person with a long fuse and not a quick temper. I hope this has been helpful today. If you have further questions, uh, I'd encourage you to check my website on this, toddstyles.net, and just search temper. I have a blog there on this entire issue and kind of relaying even my story of God's change and sanctification in my life on this, and maybe it will be helpful to you. So I trust that um, God's Word, again, will do its work. I know it will. It always transforms when we take it in. So we're thankful to God for that. Thanks for listening today, and I'll see you next week on the Extra Point Podcast. Extra Point Podcast.